is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we have a president who's never experienced war, who's never been in uniform. Okay, he's not alone. We know about Donald Trump and others, but... We have a Secretary of State who's never experienced war, and he's never been in uniform. Well, Mike Pompeo certainly was. And we have a National Security Advisor who's never experienced war. We have two Obama holdovers, actually three, Biden being the third. And they have, the three of them and others, killed more people with their policies and destroyed more allies with their policies than any triumvirate I can think of. They have helped to empower Communist China, as Communist China was funneling multi-millions of dollars into the Biden family. They surrendered in Afghanistan rather than a rational withdrawal, and they didn't give a damn, and we still have American... Hostages over there. We can't get them out. And nobody talks about them. Even now. And we lost 13 military personnel. And Biden was looking at his watch. When their caskets were brought home. Russia saw all this. And when Russia was mounting an invasion. Mounting an invasion. Lining up. 100,000 troops and tanks and all the rest of it. Biden sent the signal out, well, if they take a little bit, maybe that's okay and so forth. Now look what's going on there. China sees this, just a matter of time. While all this is going on, Biden is literally rearming the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. 
He's literally rearming the Palestinian terrorists. Our money gets to them, you know. All these funds have been cut off or blocked by Donald Trump. Now we're told that Hamas is Hamas. We are told to look at it, sort of compartmentalize it. We're told to be afraid of Hezbollah, which is a military wing now of Iran. It has taken over Lebanon and destroyed that country. And Iran is making threats now. And there's little Israel. But don't worry. Biden says we'll give them whatever arms they need. Just don't use them. What? Just don't use them. Only use them if there's fighting in Israel. Only use them if Israelis are slaughtered. We have a report from Jackie Heinrich of Fox. The National Security Council is now confirming on background that the first flight, of course, of hostage, of uh, Americans out of Israel has occurred. Always a day late and a dollar short, this idiot Biden. While other countries send military and other personnel into Israel to get their people out, the Biden administration told our people, you know, get the best commercial flight you can, and, you know, it's pretty much on you, and keep your receipts just in case, and everybody was horrified. And only then do they say, okay, okay, we'll work on this. Now, Israel's supposed to sit back and listen to all this crap. Israel's supposed to sit back and listen to this while being threatened, while its people have been slaughtered, while they're still sending missiles into Israel. And she reports, and it's confirmed, the U.S. has urged Israel to delay its ground operation in Gaza until safe passage for Palestinians can be secured. And urge them to abide by the laws of armed conflict. I've looked at the laws of armed conflict and Israel hasn't violated anything. Now, this proportional response and wait until Egypt opens the gate. Egypt is never going to open the passageway. They've made it clear. There's not a single Arab country, as I've been saying for days now, who will accept a single Palestinian. They don't want them. Israel's the only one trying to protect the civilians before they unleash a full invasion. And Biden, Blinken, Sherman, Israel, just slow down. We're, we're, trying, we're trying to work this stuff out. You believe this? I pointed this out. On one side of their mouth, we fully support, they remind everybody, of anti-Semitism, what's going on in the world. And on the other side, it's, it's okay if a few more Jews die, and you guys, and so... There's, never, there's not one word about the Israeli soldiers and their, what they're facing, and how many of them will die as a result of the policies that are being pushed by Biden. And there's not one word from this same administration that rearmed the Iranians that rearm the Palestinian terrorists. Not a word about their policies. 
Jake Tapper's finally figured out some of this. I know you're listening out there, Jake, and that's a good thing. Cut one, go. What about the innocent um, Palestinians? Can they get out? Yeah. Right? The, the women, the children, right. the, the elderly, how can they get out? That still has not been figured out. No. Egypt does not want to open the Rafa crossing. They're refusing to. They, they don't, right. Egypt, Jordan, I mean, Qatar, the UAE, Saudi Arabia, all these countries that prepare, that, that talk about how much they care about the Palestinians, they could help right now. They could help the Palestinians escape. They could help, they could say, okay, stop bombing and we will go in there and we will, yeah. we will, we will help Gaza like, become a thriving society. They, they could do all sorts of things. They have money, by the way. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. But where I, are they? Where are they is where they usually are which is, you know, generally on the sidelines and, and pretty um, myopically thinking about themselves. Plus, you know, they would all like Hamas to go away. No, 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 no. Qatar funds Hamas. Of course, Iran funds Hamas. What are you talking about? They want Hamas to go away? Qatar pours hundreds of millions of dollars and over the course of years, billions of dollars into Hamas. The Palestinian leadership is not, the Hamas leadership is not in Gaza. They're in Qatar and Turkey. They're in Qatar and Turkey. Living lavish lifestyles as are their families. They want Hamas to go away and cut them off. Go ahead. Like Hamas. They do not like but Hamas. I, I, the, Palestinian are, the Palestinians, they don't really care about the Palestinians, do they? They really don't. And I think that, you know, um, the polling also shows that the popularity of Hamas in these countries, in Saudi and in UAE, um, is not high. So, so no- now we're doing polling. Did we poll the Germans during the Third Reich to see if the popularity of Hitler was negative or positive? What kind of insanity is this? What kind of sickening insanity is this? Now, this border passageway, I was the first one to talk about it. I was the first one to put it out there on the Internet. I'm looking at this. It's obvious to me. I've seen this passageway on a map. I know all about it. The Egyptians have closed it. And then they say, we have to close it because the Israelis are bombing it. The Israelis are saying, we're not bombing them at all. We want them to open the gate. Ben Wiedemann, CNN senior international correspondent. Cut three, go. And Ben, can you just briefly explain why Egypt has been reluctant in the past, certainly to allow Gaza residents, you know, uh, safety in, in, in Egypt they have very real security concerns. Yes, the Egyptians have said that time and time again, that their top priority is the national security of Egypt. But oh, of really? Even- it's the national security of Egypt, I see. The national security of Israel? Well, you know. Go ahead. Peninsula, which of course is Egypt. 
very thinly populated, and the Egyptian government uh, controls very tightly who gets out of Gaza and who gets across the Sinai Peninsula. Isn't it amazing that Egypt never comes under criticism for its treatment of these people? Once again, the biggest passageway out of Gaza is this location that's on the border with Egypt. Remember, Gaza borders Egypt and Israel. And the country that controls that passageway is Egypt. And it locks it down. It's got the Sinai Peninsula, where I said the other day, they could build temporary housing, the international community. You know, Joe Biden can go there and shake hands and do all sorts of stuff on there. But no, Egypt says, we don't want anything to do with them. Zero. You know what, the citizens? No, no, we don't want anything to do with them. Jordan, how about you? He doesn't want anything to do with them. You know why? Because his monarchy was all, almost overthrown by the Palestinians. He wants nothing to do with the Palestinians. Zero. Saudi Arabia, same thing. Large landmass, very small population. They do not want the Palestinians anywhere near Saudi Arabia. It's the truth. Iran, Iran doesn't give a damn about the Palestinians. They're not even the same Muslim sect. They don't care. And many of the Palestinians don't give a damn about the Palestinians. Like Hamas, the mother, the Muslim Brotherhood of Palestine. That's, that's their original name. The Muslim Brotherhood of Palestine. And as I've said over and over, and I've said behind this microphone, and I've said on Fox, Hamas is responsible for the death of citizens in Israel and in the Gaza Strip. It's on them. The whole damn thing. Go ahead. Certainly they're in a bit of a political bind. On the one hand, they don't want Palestinians to flood into the Sinai, as we saw, for instance, in January 2008, when Hamas blew up a large section of the wall that separated Gaza from Egypt. And we saw, I saw, hundreds of thousands of Gazans flowing out of the Gaza Strip because they just wanted to get out of what has often been described as an open uh, no, air it's prison. Not, it's not often described as an often air prison except by the terrorists. What a jackass. Open air prison. Black Lives Matter uses that phrase. The Hamas affiliated terrorists use that phrase. And now CNN uses that phrase. Nobody's stopping the Palestinians from leaving. Except the Egyptians. Nobody's stopping Palestinians from leaving except for Hamas. Palestinians. Nobody's stopping Arab countries from taking Palestinians except for Arab countries. Go ahead. On the other hand, that Egyptian hesitation has to be balanced against the fact that increasingly many people in the Arab and Muslim world are saying... Ah, shut up, you idiot. Of course he's an idiot. You have to be an idiot to get a job at CNN. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Have you been waiting to buy gold as an investment? Lots of commercials out there, but who can you really trust? I didn't want to make a bad investment, but didn't want to miss the boat either. Sound familiar? Fortunately, I've got great news. If you have an IRA or a 401k and want to buy physical gold to diversify your investment, eliminate fear and uncertainty from the process, get the new gold IRA company integrity checklist. It helps you evaluate and choose the best gold IRA company. To get your free IRA company integrity checklist today, text LEVIN to 68592. That's L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Now, I trust Augusta Precious Metals and invested myself. Use this checklist to choose the best gold IRA company for yourself and see if you agree. To get your free gold IRA company integrity checklist today, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at Augusta Precious Metals in the 1990s, there was a meeting in Philadelphia, and it was organized by Hamas-linked individuals, and that's where it was decided that there would be an effort funded by an enormous amount of money, including the Saudis, by the way, to infiltrate America's colleges and universities and to infiltrate the country with front groups. One of them was CARE. You may have seen them all over the place. The federal government brought a lawsuit, it's called the Holy Foundation suit, the Holy Foundation, where money was being funneled into this country. They didn't have enough evidence to convict some of these entities beyond a reasonable doubt. They called them unindicted co-conspirators because they certainly had enough evidence, if not in a courtroom, to make it abundantly clear who was getting money. One of them was CARE. Another one was a group that was set up to infiltrate our college campuses. The name today is largely Students for Justice in Palestine. And you can also see that our immigration system has been weakened so that people come in on student visas, many from the Middle East, and they never leave. And they're not deported. This is one of the biggest reasons you're seeing who and what is protesting in our streets with horrendous signs, horrendous slogans, the swastika. And they're all over the country now. You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios 
shows, and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592, or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. He's driving the media mad. Mark Levin, call in with your outrage. 877-381-3811. You know, you listen to the Biden administration. The gang that couldn't shoot straight. And my best advice to Israel is don't. If you want to survive, do not. They're destroying America. Our border's wide open. They've undermined the cops. They're pushing gun control. They're building their own police state. Two things I want to mention because I keep hearing this. Keep hearing this. They can't prove any links to Iran. Let me ask you something. Is our intelligence service worth crap or what? What they're doing is they're telling us that our CIA stinks. That all of our intelligence entities stink. You know, they talk about Israel. Well, we have all kinds, just to be honest with you, of assets and intelligence operatives all over the Middle East. Egypt is supposed to be one of our dear friends. Egypt, we're told, is whispering to Netanyahu and the Israelis about Hamas, and they ignored it, they say. But apparently Egypt didn't think about whispering to us. Because it's BS. Because they don't want to open that gate. So they put out this lie, the Egyptians and the United States. They put it out there. Because they know their media will run with it. That's number one. Number two, what about our intelligence? We can't control what other countries do. But Lloyd Austin said yesterday, we didn't see it coming. Okay, we can point fingers all we want, but what the hell happened here? I'll tell you what happened. They're lying to us. Now, why would they lie about Iran? Because it would expose the suicidal, insane nature of their Iran policy. That's why. Because if Iran's involved, that means the $100 billion that they've conveyed to Iran to rearm itself, the two and a half years of negotiations, and I'm going to get to our negotiator, by a Alger Hiss-type individual. They have no plan to stop Iran from getting a nuclear weapon. None. Zero. None. All of that would be exposed. It would be at the forefront of what at least most of us are thinking. Forget about the press. The forefront. But we can't link any of this to Iran, you know. They're liars. Then we keep hearing analyst after analyst after analyst after analyst telling us the obvious. That if Israel goes into Gaza, and they are. Street fighting, urban warfare, door to door, it's going to be tough. What they say, it's going to be tough. 
They're going to have a lot of casualties. It's going to be tough. But whatever you do, don't hurt the citizens over there. Don't hurt them. And of course, we have a humanitarian disaster. So while you're going door to door, make sure you're feeding and medicating people along the way. This tiny little army, by the way, relatively speaking. And if any civilians die, it's on you, Israel, because we in the media, we're going to have, you know, our statistical comparison, our moral equivalence. Even though Hamas is responsible for all the deaths, Palestinian and Jewish and everything in between. Because Hamas wants their citizens dead. It's power. They want power. Hamas is not a political party. Hamas is part of the Muslim Brotherhood. It's not a political party. Sure, it runs for office and has the the patina of a of an elected. That's not what they do. It is an Islamist movement. Islamists. That word was invented by the terrorists. They call themselves Islamists. The word Palestinian used to apply to Jews in Palestine. So they said, I have an idea, says Arafat. We'll call ourselves Palestinian. There's a whole history here, folks. So the Israelis are going to be facing hell on earth, and they are. The IDF. On the other hand, they say they're going to face hell on earth, but don't, don't hurt the other side too much. And let me tell you what this means to me. It makes me sick to my stomach, and it should you. They don't give a damn about those young men and women wearing those uniforms, going into hell, spilling one drop of blood. They could care less. They could care less. These are the young men of Israel. Have you heard CNN say anything about it? No. Have you heard MSNBC say anything about it? Not one. How about the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost? Nothing. How about the analysts on TV? Have they said, you know, what about the young men who are in the IDF? Who are called up reservists from, from their farms, from their homes? from their small businesses, from their synagogues. How many of them might die and spill their blood because of Hamas? Because Egypt won't open the gate? Because the Arabs won't take anybody? Because they attacked the Jews? One drip of blood. They don't care. So when you hear them, it's going to be tough. But you better be nice. You better be nice. You better fight like we do these days, you know. Where we have political individuals in powerful positions who should never be there. Who get American boys killed and maimed. Who don't fight wars to win. And this is why people talk about forever wars. There shouldn't be forever wars. You have a war and you get it over with. And for all the talk of Joe Biden and his Ivy League morons who surround him, they talk about proportionality. They need to understand something right now and right here. 
Israel literally has the weapons to blow the Gaza Smith off the face of the earth. The way Harry Truman did in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. They talk about the North, Hezbollah. Israel can't survive a two-front war. Hezbollah is ten times stronger than Hamas. They're funded by Iran. Oops, I'm not allowed to say that. There's no evidence, you know. So what if Israel is facing defeat? And what if Israel's 7 million citizens are facing what the 1,500 citizens faced last week? Should it be proportional? Or should it act like the greatest generation, the United States, when we had real leaders? Like Democrat Harry Truman. And I'm no fan of FDR, that he wanted to win those wars. Democrat FDR. Republican Dwight David Eisenhower. Should they fight this war like they would? Or were they war criminals? Was FDR a war criminal? Was Truman a war criminal? Was Eisenhower a war criminal? Were our generals war criminals? Was it proportionate when we dropped two atomic bombs? I'm not pushing this. I'm just explaining the illogic and the immorality of the critics. So Israel is prepared. And it's even hard for me to say this. To lose too many of its own young men, IDF, reservists who've been called up. And in order to go door to door to try and find Hamas that's changing its clothes into civilian clothes. That's hiding behind their own citizens. That won't let them leave. And that's going to cost Israeli blood. And I have to hear this bastard in the White House, that's right, I said it, tell them to slow down and to hear them go on and on about proportionality. And then the New York Times and the rest of the corrupt media, they covered up the Holocaust and it has blood on its hands. I get to hear them tell the Israelis what they should be doing. Are you kidding me? I want to say this too. MSNBC, CNN, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You are a disgrace. You have individuals as hosts, individuals as correspondents and experts, individuals as guests. You're giving aid and comfort to monstrous terrorists. Excuses. Well, of course, I don't support the beheading of babies. I don't support the burning of teenagers. Of course, I don't support going into music festivals and mowing down 265 kids and then capturing others on motorcycles and jeeps and, and racing them into Gaza where they're going to be mass raped and, and otherwise killed. Of course I don't support that. Of course I don't support that. But we have an open-air prison here in Gaza. It's open-air prison. And the oppressors, I'm glad to hear... My colleagues at Fox are using oppressor oppressed. 
That's really the, the core point in American Marxism. That's the core point. Everything flows from that. And of course the Jews... The Jews are responsible. And we have these heavily funded so-called student groups on our college campuses just as we have the communist-funded Confucian Institutes. Because our universities and colleges are fascistic and Marxist. They hate America. And thus, they hate Israel. They hate Western values. They hate them. And you and I are paying for them. And I will continue to bang the drums that these state legislatures need to pull back funding. Congress needs to pull back funding. There need to be serious oversight hearings in every state legislature and the United States Congress to get to the bottom of this. To get to the bottom of this. And cut it off at the throat, right at the neck. And if they need evidence, I've got stacks, stacks of scholarship right here in front of me next to my left hand. And you're going to hear some of it this weekend on Fox. You're going to learn a ton this weekend if you watch Life, Liberty, and Levin. 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sunday. I worked extremely hard to get the right guests. You're going to learn a ton. A ton. I hope you'll join me. I do not take you for granted. I do not take anything for granted. Here's a piece in the Washington Examiner. Headline, and it's filled with statistics and information. Israel war, Biden administration gave money to Hamas-linked groups. This administration needs to be held to account for what took place in Israel and what they're going to do to this country when the Iranians are armed with nuclear weapons. They funded Hamas-linked terror groups and other terror groups linked to various Palestinian entities. They rearmed the Iranians when that regime was on its last legs. And not only that, I mentioned passing to you, we have a uh, Alger Hiss problem in this administration. Those of you who don't know who Alger Hiss is, you will soon. I'm going to start this when I come back because the lead negotiator for the Biden administration, a close friend of the Secretary of State, is an individual, special envoy to Iran, who had more than sympathies toward that regime. More than sympathies. Worse. And yet his classified status yanked. And the Biden administration is covering that up. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
You know what helps me sleep well at night? Physical gold. I'm concerned about what the Biden administration is doing, and I've decided to learn more about gold IRAs to help me diversify. Did you know you can buy gold for your IRA or 401k? Gold can't be tracked like digital currency. No one has to know what you're buying, and there's no way to print more. My best resource for gold IRAs is Augusta Precious Metals. Their track record is no less than phenomenal. Learn why thousands of Americans are getting gold IRAs as part of the retirement portfolios and you need to contact Augusta Precious Metals and get their free guide. I'm serious. Text LEVIN to 68592. Again, text L-E-V-I-N to 68592. LEVIN to 68592 or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Text date and message rates may apply. Performance varies. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. You know, Jake Tapper is caught in more than two worlds, really. He doesn't know who to blame for what, because he doesn't have a moral compass. He says to an Israeli spokesman, you honestly blaming 2.3 million Palestinians in the Gaza Strip for Hamas? I don't know, Jake. You blame tens of millions of German citizens for the Third Reich? Do you? Did you? No, no, no. We don't blame. Of course not, Jake. Of course we don't blame them all. Do we blame all the Japanese citizens for Tojo and the attack on Pearl Harbor? Of course not. Of course not, Jake. And your point is what exactly? That the Israelis shouldn't level? The Gaza Strip, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, the Gaza Strip belonged to Egypt. It was never the homeland of the Palestinians. Palestinians, there are almost none in the Gaza Strip. The Israelis said, all right, we'll try this two-state solution. You know who are in the Gaza Strip? Jews. And they forcibly removed the Jews at a great political cost to Likud. They opened the area and said to the Palestinians, okay, here, come in whoever wants to. A couple of million flowed in. They had an election. That was 2005. They had an election in 2007 between Fatah and Hamas, and Hamas won. Don't blame the voters. Don't blame the citizens. Are you honestly blaming them? You have to blame the Jews. It's an open prison. Don't you understand? And don't blame the Egyptians for their unwillingness to let these people come into Egypt. The Sinai Peninsula, which is massive and has almost nobody. Don't do that. It's the Israeli Jews. They're responsible for all this. Don't you understand? How can you possibly blame 2.3 million Palestinians in Gaza for Hamas? Any more than you could possibly blame tens of millions of German citizens for the Third Reich and Hitler. Or tens of millions of Japanese for Tojo and the kamikazes. What's wrong with you? Sickening, stupid, immoral, low IQ media in this country. It's just unfriggin' believable. I'll be right back. 
This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number... 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to tell you what is a truly major story that most of the media are covering up. But in the 1930s and 40s and before, maybe even the 1950s, this would have been a massive story. In addition to arming the enemy... Ours and Israel's, and helping to light the fuse for what's taking place now. And now circling back and pretending they care about all the casualties that are going to occur, but they occur in part, if major part, as a result of the Biden policies that they put in place. Things don't just happen, you know. The man who's been negotiating on behalf of you and me to protect us from an Iran with nuclear weapons was sympathetic with the enemy and worse. This is the New York Post a few days back, Josh Christensen. Suspicion surrounds ex-Iran envoy Rob Malley after Israel attack. Worst State Department scandal. This is Blinken. Blinken's responsible for the State Department. And this is a close friend of Blinken's for decades. Robert Malley. The Biden administration's former special envoy to Iran, who was placed on leave earlier this year for allegedly mishandling classified material, wonder if he'll go to prison the rest of his life, should face extensive scrutiny for his permissive stance toward the Tehran regime after it aided Hamas and Hezbollah in carrying out terrorist attacks against Israel, critics said. Robert Malley deserves extensive scrutiny. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, said Representative Darrell Issa, after the Wall Street Journal reported that officers, listen, that officers of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps planned and signed off on his, the weekend atrocities that killed at least nine, and we now know many more. The Biden administration, their intelligence is so poor that the reporting at the Wall Street is better than American intelligence. But the truth is, it's a cover-up. It is a massive cover-up by the Biden administration. These reports could be more concerning, could not be more concerning, excuse me. And they hit at what could be the worst State Department scandal since Alger Hiss, ICE has said. That's funny, that's the name that came to my mind. Mali and others created an incredibly permissive environment for Hamas, for Iran, to do all these things, added Gabriel Noraha, a former special advisor on Iran at the State Department. That's Noranha. Noranha, who served under former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, said Mali and his negotiating team, quote, purposefully funneled billions of dollars to Iran 
through lack of sanctions enforcement and provision of sanctions relief that has given them somewhere between 50 and 80 billion dollars over the last two and a half years. Now let's just stop and digest that. Let's digest that. They purposely, this quote, funneled billions of dollars to Iran through lack of sanctions enforcement and provisions of sanctions relief that has given them somewhere between 50 and 80 billion dollars over the last two and a half years. And this position was pushed by Robert Malley. Keep listening. The senior House Republican aide told the New York Post that the cash influx followed an even more generous payout of $1.7 billion that the Obama administration made to Iran in 2016, eventually contributing to Saturday's attack that triggered the Jewish state's first declaration of war in half a century. There is a straight line from Obama's giveaway to Iran to Biden's enriching of Iran to Iran's war on Israel. Now, Naranha also noted the Biden administration had allowed for, quote, an enormous deterrence failure, unquote, by undertaking just four operations against Iran-backed terror groups after allowing the regime and its proxies to carry out 83 attacks of their own on American forces. Hello, can I, can I comment on that again? The Biden administration allowed for an enormous deterrence failure by undertaking just four operations against Iran-backed terror groups after allowing the regime and its proxies to carry out 83 attacks of their own against U.S. forces. You see, Biden and the people he surrounds himself and the party, the Democrat Party that protects him and the members of Congress that protect him, they don't give a damn about U.S. forces. Do they, Jake? Jake Tapper. Do they? Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin had revealed the muted U.S. response to Iran-backed attacks in Senate testimony earlier this year. On Saturday, Hamas terrorists launched the largest scale offensive against Israel since the 1973 Yom Kippur War, firing over 5,000 rockets into the Jewish state and engaging in a multi-front armed invasion to kill and capture civilians. The death toll includes, they have here, 11 Americans. Now, 27 Americans. It's one of the greatest terrorist attacks on Americans. On Americans. And that includes Qatar that funds this. So they're the funding of terrorism. They're not on any terrorist list. There's no sanctions against them. There's no demands that Qatar turn over the head of the... Hamas, terrorist Nazi regime, to extradite them to the United States so we can put them on trial for war crimes? No. We're working with them. We're working with them. Iran pointed out that under the Trump administration, the U.S. did not distinguish between the Iranian regime killing Americans and the regime's proxies, including Hamas and Hezbollah killing Americans. He said, either way, we would treat that as a tax by the Iranian government itself and respond accordingly. So now, I would add, 27 Americans at least are dead. Maybe a dozen plus are being held hostage. He said, there's a temptation for this administration, and they're very clear on this. They've been trying to pretend this isn't their problem. 
And the reason they're doing that is because they don't want their Iran policy to get screwed. Mali was quietly placed on unpaid leave in June for his mishandling of protected material, quote-unquote, but the State Department has refrained from sharing the nature of the allegations with Congress. How do you get away with that? How do you get away? This administration is covering up its own role in arming terrorists all over the Middle East that are now unleashing holy hell on the Jewish state of Israel. And now they're trying to yank back, yank back Israel as it has gotten its its steady feet and is ready to pulverize the enemy now, now, as if they're the propagandists for Hamas. Oh, we're worried about citizens. Which Hamas is not worried about and Egypt's not worried about and not an Arab country on the face of the earth is worried about. So Israel's being set up by our media and by the Democrat administration. In August, an Iranian media outlet leaked a memo from Aaron Smart, director of the Office of Personnel Security and Suitability, in the State Department's Bureau of Diplomatic Security, outlining, quote, serious security concerns, unquote, with Mali's actions. The FBI has an ongoing investigation into the matter, according to the State Department. And the Biden administration is blocking Congress from getting access to information. And I might add, the negotiating that Mali was doing was in secret. They wouldn't share the information with Congress. Last month, ready for this, another trove of leaked files revealed that three top aides to Mali, three top aides to Mali, these are all State Department employees, State Department officials, a State Department envoy, Mali very, very close to Blinken. Blinken personally chose him for this role. Three top aides to Mali were tied, ready, to a secretive influence operation by Tehran's foreign ministry. A secret influence operation in our State Department under the Secretary of State's nose. By Tehran's foreign ministry, according to internal Iranian government correspondence and emails reviewed by Semaphore. What a great site that is, by the way. Narona called the allegations against Mali deeply troubling. Yeah, well, that's kind of an understatement. But said details were scarce about his alleged breaches of U.S. security protocols. Why? Where's the slimes and the compost? Where are the big networks? Where's the constipated news network? And MSL, where are anybody? Where's anybody? The only people talking about are at Fox and OAN and Newsmax, Sinclair, Blaze, Daily Wire, Daily Caller, Right Scoop, and so forth and so on. What about the corporate media? Not a damn thing! There's so much misinformation about them. Listen to this. Listen to this. I'm trying to find... It's a mistake to only think of them in terms of terrorist violence dimension. Mally said in a 2008 interview, it has a charity organization. Ready for this? 
a social branch. It's not something you can defeat militarily either, and people need to understand that. There's so much misinformation about them. He means Hamas and Hezbollah. None of them are crazies. They may do things that we consider to belong to a different realm of rationality, but within their own system, it's often very logical. This guy was appointed by Blinken and and Biden. You understand what I'm saying? If Hamas is not allowed to govern, if we squeeze them, and you know, you may have good reason for doing that, but if you do that, we'll tell you what the reaction will be. Rockets, no doubt, he added. And consolidation of Hamas's power in Gaza. Both things have happened, he says. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo slammed Malley for the remarks, which resurfaced in May 2021 on X, formerly Twitter. Iran, a Hamas supporter, said Pompeo, said it stands behind the Palestinian struggle. Hamas is a terrorist organization, not a charity. America's negotiators must view them both as enemies and not socialites. Amre Sirin, a national security advisor to Senator Cruz, also posted that Mali was so entangled with Hamas that even Obama had to drop in as an advisor during the 2008 campaign, but later bringing him back to do Mideast policy. During Biden, he oversaw policy allowing Iran to get within reach of nukes and make hundreds and hundreds of billions, Saren said, linking to a Times of Israel article about Mali being cut from Obama's first presidential campaign. On Monday, after the White House insisted it had not seen evidence that Iran was being the was behind the weekend carnage in Israel, Saren tweeted, Team Biden again behaving as Iran's lawyer. Now you know why. The Biden administration is covering up. They're covering up Mali. They're covering up his three comrades. They're covering up the communications. They refuse to provide Congress with the information they need to conduct oversight. And today, this day, money continues to flow in Iran as it did before. Because the Biden administration refuses to enforce oil sanctions. And it's selling its oil freely to communist China, to fascistic Russia, to communist Venezuela, and to terrorist Syria. But don't worry, Biden's going to provide the Israelis with all the arms they need. But he's also going to provide the terrorists with all the arms they need. Biden is funding both sides of this war. And he's telling Israel, you need to be proportionate. You need to slow down. What happened to you is horrific, unbelievable, sickening, monstrous. But slow down, please. And make sure that when you go to war against the Hamas terrorists, you protect their citizens, even though they're doing everything they can to kill them. This is an administration, by all accounts, that is sympathetic to Iran and doing its bidding in the United States. I don't know how else to put it. I don't know how else to put it. Because if they're really concerned about Iran, then why would they lift all the, effectively, sanctions that Trump put in place that were working? 
when Iran was being destroyed economically and internally and the people were rising up. Why would you rearm them? Why would Blinken and Biden hire Mali? How did our vaunted intelligence system give him a clearance for the highest level of access to be our envoy to the Iranians when he was basically a special pleader for them and his three cohorts? How did they get clearances? Maybe now Mike McCall will wake the hell up, the chairman of the House, Butch McCullough Committee, who's quick to embrace Egyptian propaganda via our intelligence services and then spew it out. Hey, Mike, may I call you Mike? Mikey, do you understand that cover-up's taking place here? And you're getting disinformation? You're getting information to divert your focus? Wake the hell up, you idiot. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans. About a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation. And Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day. But they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. We have two uh, two great shows for you this weekend. I hope you have an opportunity to uh, to watch them both. And if you don't, you can always record them on your DVR. But you need to set your DVR now. Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. Very very important show. I have two great guests, Senator Ted Cruz who really is smart as hell and really uh, insightful. And Dan Diker, who we had on this show, is going to explain in detail why these protests today, before today, and after today, who's funding them. You hear people, hosts say, we've become woke. What is this? The oppre- uh, it's, it's much more than that. Hamas the Muslim Brotherhood, and a whole alphabet soup of terrorist organizations. Well, they are funding all these institutions, these so-called students groups, on 300 of our college university campuses, right there with the Confucius Institutes. They're being funded and staffed by people tied to terrorists in the Middle East It's an entire network, and they just ring a bell like they did today, and they show up in mass in the streets. You're going to want to watch that on Saturday. I'll be right back. 
I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans about a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day, but they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. Mark Levin, making conservatism great again. Dial in now, 877-381-3811. Now, I have to say, you will learn more on 15 minutes of this radio show. 15 minutes of my TV shows, whether on cable or digital, that you will learn staring at the boob tube day in and day out with CNN and MSNBC or reading the New York Times or the Washington Post. It's true. Here's a montage put together by Newsbusters of sympathizers with Hamas from MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS. It's shocking, isn't it? Let me ask you, during World War II, did we have people on TV, on the major networks, let alone cable, who were sympathetic to the Nazis? Really? We know the New York Times was. We know what they did. Just amazing. Well, Mark, TV was not really ubiquitous back then. Well, you understand my point. Let's take radio. Did we? We know there was Tokyo Rose... Tokyo Rose was sort of like the students for justice in Palestine if we take them in the aggregate. The enemy, their propaganda, that case the Japanese. That case the Japanese. Here's the montage, hat tip newsbusters, cut eight go. I really want to caution your viewers uh, not to be dragged into the good guy versus bad guy equation we have to look at the bigger picture politicians think they can just ignore the context in which all of this is happening there's no nuance or recognition of anything Mm -hmm. that has been going on look at what israeli planes are doing now in gaza by the way it's interesting all these broken english accents who are these people oh not all of them but a lot of them, who are they? Where do they come from? You're not allowed to ask. You just have to have this spoon-fed to you. Because that's what totalitarian, totalitarian outlets do. Don't ask any questions. Just listen and regurgitate. Go ahead. Houses. The sorrow here is so intense. This woman collapses to the ground. Lots of Palestinians have said to me, boy, would they wish that those same Israelis who were out there protesting the so-called judicial reforms would be protesting Israel's inhumane treatment. Now, now the- listen to that. Listen to that. This punk on MSNBC. 
A lot, of, a lot of Palestinians told me, who gives a crap what they told you? And who the hell are you talking about? Isn't it amazing to you, America? Israel was minding its own damn business. You know, every one of these bastards on TV were special pleaders for terrorism. For modern-day Nazis. Should have their asses fired. I don't want to hear about freedom of the press and free speech. These are the enemy of this country. Who have secreted themselves into our culture. Many of them are born here, don't get me wrong. Many of them are just straightforward. Straightforward people who, whose ancestors may come from Europe, for all I know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Palestinians who live under Israeli occupation. Israel's uh, need and desire. They live under Israeli occupation. First of all, the Gaza Strip was never Palestinian. It was Egyptian. Secondly, it was ceded to the Palestinians. Thirdly, the Palestinians elected Hamas. Fourthly, Hamas is part of the Muslim Brotherhood, the Muslim Brotherhood of Palestine. That's what they call themselves. They are a terrorist organization with a worldwide network. And their goal isn't to live in a two-state solution. Their goal isn't to live friendly as a neighbor. Their goal isn't to work side by side. Their goal is, their mission statement is the eradication of the Jews. And by the way, anybody else who doesn't embrace radical Islam, including Muslims who don't embrace radical Islam, you're never going to hear this on MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, or any of them. You're never going to hear it. They're not going to do a deep dive into what Hamas is. Are the students for justice in Palestine? They're never going to do it. I do it this weekend. I'm telling you. I do it this weekend. You need to check it out. Go. Respond to what happened there. The danger is that it, it creates more divisions, that it separates people who have formed Jeez. relationships and bonds. I've made frequent trips to Gaza and have spoken with several Aren't Hamas you leaders. Yeah. Black and firepower, they make up for in ideology and sheer determination. The fact is, there's an entire people who are living under the boot of the Israeli army. They don't I, want... It's just, I want you to understand, this is American media. American media. Go ahead. Anymore, and they, you know, they've tried everything. Hamas is saying, well, if nobody is able to defend what is happening for Palestinians in the West Bank or in East Jerusalem with the home demolitions, the, the arrest- West Bank, the West Bank, Judea and Samaria, four thousand years ago. Check out your Bible. So the West Bank, that is Judea and Samaria, they're Palestinian. Gaza's Palestinian. East Jerusalem's Palestinian. Jericho's Palestinian. Hebron is Palestinian. Bethlehem is Palestinian. All the biblical cities and towns are Palestinian. All the land of the indigenous peoples, the Jews, are Palestinian. Didn't you know that, America? 
Listen to these people. Now you know why they hate you. Now you know why they call you white supremacists, even if you're not white and you don't agree with them. Now you know why they attack you as MAGA extremists. Here's Jake Tapper. How can you call 2.3 million Palestinians in Gaza? How can you, how can you lump them together with Hamas? I don't know. How do you lump everybody together as MAGA, MAGA, MAGA? You know, cable TV several decades ago was considered a really remarkable new free speech platform. It started with CNN as the news station. Then there were others. There's now a, a thousand. And for the most part, it's been disastrous. You know, they attack Fox all the time because Fox resists them. They resist them. Because Fox won't join them. I could never have a show on MSNBC or CNN. Or meet the press or face the nation or anything else. Why? You're a right winger. You're provocative. What about these people? Supporting Hamas and terrorism. I've never supported terrorism. I've never supported Hamas. Hamas, which has as its mission statement the eradication of Jews. These people are supporting Hamas, or they're excusing it. Well, look, it's an open-air prison, you know. What about those people? Well, what's happened to all the money that's poured into the Gaza Strip from Qatar and Iran? Are they there to build small businesses? Give out mortgage subsidies? Maybe to have real schools with real education rather than a propaganda mill? Everybody knows where that money's going. How do you think they have 300 miles of steel and cement tunnels? I was there at that border with my family. And we went into some of these tunnels. They are elaborate. They are deep. They are wide. They reach far into Israeli territory. So when Joe Biden opens the spigot again to quote-unquote the Palestinians, not the bad ones, just the good ones, much if not most of it went toward those tunnels. There's stories out now by legitimate reporters, as few as they are, about how the Hamas has used pipes. Pipes, normal pipes, as rocket launchers. It's an open-air prison. Why do they not let the, the citizens of Gaza just pour into Israel? I don't know, ask the Egyptians. They're all Muslims, aren't they? And I want to say, and I started about this, Vivek Ramaswamy. I told you about five, six weeks ago, as you know, I criticized him right here when nobody wanted to touch me. I don't know. I mean, he's so great. His ratings are going up. I think they're at about 7%. He's outside the box. He's not bought and paid for. And then I listened to him. 
And what did I tell you, Mr. B? I said he's a snake oil salesman, didn't I? He came on my show as Mr. Conservative. He hadn't done a damn thing for conservatives, never in his entire life. In fact, he had ties to very seriously liberal and other causes and individuals. He even whitewashed his Wikipedia site. I've always been figuring out how to do that, by the way. Because they lie like, like the worst of the worst on my Wikipedia site, but that's neither here nor there. And then he makes a comment like, Israel needs to learn to stand on its own two feet. And what I would do, he says, because he knows everything. What I would do is, I would work to assimilate all the cultures of the Middle East. Now, listen to me. I'm not making this up. If I have to go back and replay it, I never said that. I was talking about Azerbaijan. No, no. You were talking about what I'm saying you were talking about. I said, is this guy a numbskull? So he calls me. Over the weekend, that weekend. Am I using the wrong words? What's the issue here? I said, you don't understand. It's not just the wrong words. There are people in the Middle East who want to slaughter us, slaughter the Jews, slaughter Christians, slaughter Muslims who do not accept their Islamist ideology. It's not their culture. It's their ideology. The Nazis didn't have a culture per se. These people are vile terrorists. Well, you know, Mark, I really kind of think if we do the, 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 the molding of the molding together, the cultures, I said, oh my God, what am I dealing with here? Just being honest, and of course, he's free to call in. But what's the point? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I have to tell you something that speaks to the very core of our values as Americans, about a veteran-owned company on a mission to make a real difference in the lives of our military members. And of course, I'm talking about our great sponsor, Pure Talk. I absolutely love what they're doing. Our veterans gave everything to protect our nation, and Pure Talk understands the sacrifices they've made. Now, they've set an ambitious goal to eliminate $10 million in military debt by Veterans Day, but they can't do it alone. They need your help. When you switch to Pure Talk's lightning-fast 5G network, they'll donate a portion of every new order to this no cause. And you can make a real difference just by choosing superior cell phone service. And Pure Talk's plans start at just 20 bucks a month, offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, more data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and make the switch. Let's rally together, show our unwavering support for our veterans, get the best service at the best price as well. Visit puretalk.com slash Levin, puretalk.com slash L-E-V-I-N, and switch to Pure Talk today in less than 10 minutes. It's the right move, and it's the American way. So Biden is in Philadelphia today on Bidenomics. Bidenomics. He's proud of Bidenomics. And um, he's also on 60 Minutes. That will air Sunday against my show, so we need to clobber that. Let's play 60 Minutes. Cut 11, Mr. Producer, go. Why do you feel so strongly about speaking to these families personally on Zoom? Jesus. Because I think they have to know that the President of the United States of America cares deeply about what's happening. Deeply. We have to communicate to the world this is critical. 
This is not even human behavior. It's, it's pure barbarism. Yes, but the Israelis, they need to act proportionally. They need to slow down. They need to make sure the people in Gaza are housed, fed, medicated, uh, while they're fighting for their lives and their survival. That is the Israelis and the IDF. They need to put up with what we do with Iran, rearm it, put up what we do with the Palestinian terrorists, send them tens of millions of dollars. Because we want to show how much we care. 27 Americans killed in an act of terrorism. What's he going to do about it? Nothing. American hostages, as in Afghanistan, what's he going to do about it? He's going to have to rely on Qatar. And what's Qatar? Qatar is run by an inbred who happens to be on enormous amount of oil, a Bedouin mostly, who gives comfort and safety to Hamas's leaders and funds Hamas. That's what he can do about it. He's going to talk to them. Where am I, Mr. Producer? I've said very little about this, but the Democrat Party Hates America runs all through what's taking place in this country today and even internationally. And those of you who have it and read it and appreciate it and are putting your five-star comments on Amazon, I want to thank you. I want to encourage you to go ahead and read those comments. But I want to even more strongly encourage you, please get your copy. This is a reference book that reads like fiction. It's smooth. The puzzle pieces are together, and you will understand why we are in grave danger. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Just to show you that the Israelis are up against these animals. They're not even animals. Up against these subhumans. But also, the Biden administration is already stabbing him in the back. I'm sorry, folks. I got to speak the truth. I have to speak the truth. They're already stabbing him in the back. Oh, Mark, they're delivering him all kinds of armaments. And they're stabbing him in the back. They say one thing publicly, 
And if you listen carefully, proportionality, rules of law, and all the rest, they need to slow down, they need to this. That's not how an army wins. Was Patton supposed to slow down? Look out for civilians, particularly when the enemy wants its own civilians killed. The U.S. conducts prisoner swaps. Hamas official cites Biden's Iran deal as rationale for taking hostages. And this is from the Daily Caller. Elon Huckauer. Ali Barak, a senior Hamas official, told Russia Today that Hamas demands that the United States engage in prisoner swaps and cited Joe Biden's recent Iran hostage deal as a rationale for taking of American captives. Baraka noted in a translated excerpt of the interview provided by the Middle East Media Research Institute, Memory, which is absolutely outstanding, that there are multiple Hamas members serving life sentences in U.S. prisons. We demand that the U.S. free our sons from prisons, Baraka said. There's over 20 Americans missing, 27 now killed by Hamas, and more to come. Biden confirmed Tuesday that Americans are among the hostages taken back to Gaza. Baraka said there was plenty of precedent to suggest the U.S. would comply with Hamas's demands. He said the U.S. conducts prisoner swaps only recently did, did one with Iran. We, why wouldn't it conduct a prisoner swap with us, he said. It's unbelievable. Now, Biden, of course declared that he stands with Israel against Hamas and the Palestinian people. Actually, just Hamas. Therefore, he's a partner to this aggression. He must pay the price, said Baraka. God, it's beyond stupid. It's suicidal, this Biden administration. To other countries that come in contact with it, and to us. I'm sorry to upset the Putinoids in our country. Their great hero, Vladimir Putin. It's not that we love Putin. No, 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 you do. The Putinoids. This from the Jerusalem Post. Actually, it's Reuters. Putin compares Israeli action in Gaza to World War II Nazi tactics. See, Putin keeps calling Jews Nazis. Keeps calling Jews Nazis president of Ukraine Zelensky's Jewish, family's Jewish family members killed in the Holocaust but he's a Nazi now the Jews in Israel are Nazis according to this assassin mass murderer, this genocidal maniac, Putin he said there have been, call- been calls even in the United States for a blockade of the Hamas-controlled Gaza Strip on a par with the, quote, the siege of Leningrad during World War II. Guy's an idiot. He doesn't even know his history. It doesn't much matter. You Putinoids, do you agree with this guy? He said on Friday an Israeli ground offensive in Gaza would result in a level of civilian casualties that would be absolutely unacceptable. How many Ukrainians has he murdered? 100,000? Putin was speaking after Israel's military called for all civilians in Gaza. More than a million of them. A million of the two million. To relocate south within 24 hours, it seems to have extended that. 
And of course, part of the problem is Egypt won't take them. Not a single Arab country will take I wonder if Putin would take them. Sure, why doesn't Putin take all these Palestinians? He's so worried about them. And then, of course, he talks about even calls in the United States. In my view, it's unacceptable, Putin told reporters at a summit in Khrushchev. Oh, he told reporters that? I'm sure they're very independent. His criticism of Israel was made all the more stinging by the reference to the 1941-44 siege of Leningrad. And the implied comparison between Israel and Hitler's Germany with the potential for causing deep offense in Israel. Oh, he's very upset about being offended. He's very angry that Israel took out two of Syria's airports. You know why they did that? Because Iran, in order to supply the terrorists in the Gaza Strip, the Palestinian terrorists with weaponry, needs those two airfields. So the Israelis took them out. And of course, Syria is a puppet state, and that's largely thanks to Obama. You see, Obama and Biden's foreign policy, the Democrat Party's foreign policy, coming to a head all over the world. Now, these aren't even the Democrats of the 1930s and 40s and 50s. It's a new kind of Democrats, very forward-looking, very progressive, fundamentally changing America and the rest of the world so that the terrorists, the Marxists, the fascists, so they control it. What do you think of that, Putinoids? Then, of course, we have another one. Russia slams Israel for alleged airstrike on Syrian airports. Israel's airstrikes on Syrian airports are a flagrant, flagrant violation of, so, of Syria's sovereignty. Now, the basic principle of international... You understand, Russia's been giving all these armaments to Syria, and they've slaughtered over half a million of their own people. Now, there's your Nazis, but, you know, Mr. Assassin, who tried to take out a woman reporter, believe she was in France, um, good guy. Good guy, no? And then the UN Security Council is going to meet. I think it's on Monday, Sunday or Monday. And they're going to undertake an effort to kneecap Israel. So here, and by, and by the way, isn't it amazing? Donald Trump puts out a true social t- a tweet, if you will. He says, hashtag, I stand with Israel, followed by hashtag, I stand with Bibi. Have you heard this today, Mr. Producer? Is cable news covering it? No. Are any of the reprobate phony news sites covering it? No. The other media? No. He supports Israel, and he just made a definitive statement. I support Bibi. No, no. I stand with Bibi, I think it says. I stand with Bibi. And it's like, shh, don't, 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 don't report that. No. No, 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 no. Don't do that. That would be the same Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister of Israel, who Joe Biden refused to meet with. Gee, that didn't send any signals to our enemies or his, did it? Or the leaks. 
by the White House, the State Department, and American intelligence, constantly trashing Bibi Netanyahu. That didn't hurt anything. No, 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 of course not. Or the efforts by the radical leftists in our own country, supporting with money the radical leftists in Israel, led by Ehud Barak, who unfortunately I just saw on cable TV, who was trying to take down the Netanyahu government. This all while Hamas is building for war. The left in Israel is launching a civil war because they don't like who the Prime Minister of Israel is and they believe in judicial tyranny rather than democracy. Much like our left. Just as disgusting, just as destructive. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Ladies and gentlemen, my residence, official residence, is in Florida, and my congressman, and I'm very proud of him, is Brian Mast. Brian Mast is a hero in two countries, the United States and Israel. And perhaps some of you saw the video clip where he walked into the Capitol today wearing an IDF uniform. And a reporter said to him, basically, why are you wearing that? And he said, Talib's got her flag. I have my uniform. Congressman, how are you, sir? It's a tough day, and it's a tough week, uh, whether what's going on in the House or what's going on in Israel and what they're calling for, but uh, my resolve is strong. You're a remarkable human being, Congressman, I must say, and I'd like you to explain to America your attachment to your IDF uniform. Why do you have one? It's mine. And the reason that it is mine is something similar, not to the same extent of what's going on right now, but but unfortunately that has occurred in history over and over, Israel being attacked. Most of the time the media doesn't report the the single or half dozen rocket attacks that, that lob into Israel regularly. But back in 2014, I was a student at the liberal den of indoctrination of Harvard and Operation Protective Edge was going on and Israel was being attacked yet again they had taken military hostages and same thing was going on up there that's going on right now just people that for the life of me I couldn't understand why they were draping themselves in Palestinian flags and rallying against Israel and and one night actually started rallying against me and my wife and my family uh, for being a U.S. service member. And, and it's not hard for people to figure out that I was a U.S. service member. I don't have any legs, and I wear a hat that says Army Rangers. So it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. And and after that incident in, in Boston, in the Boston Commons, with these 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 uh, Arab Nazi sympathizers is what I would call them. Uh, I told my wife, I said, look, I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm going to get my hands dirty. I'm going to find a way to go show my support against this hypocrisy that is chastising Israel, show my support for Israel. And, and when I show support for something, I try to do it in a physical, tangible way. And, you know, I called the consulates and the embassies and everything else and ultimately went and put on the uniform of the IDF and, and served in Israel. So you were an IDF soldier for a period of time. 
I was a volunteer. I was a, mm-hmm. a volunteer uh, with the IDF, held, held no rank, um, you know, but, but served there, working on a medical base in Tel Aviv that doesn't even exist anymore to this day. Moving boxes, moving pallets, working with the service members. And it actually, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, it became a big deal over there that this U.S. service member came and put on their uniform. And there, it got to a point where I actually couldn't do much work because I was meeting with the generals and the admirals and the family of Itzhak Rabin and, and others like that. But the experience is one that I will never forget going there, putting on the uniform, serving with the Israeli military, eating in the chow hall with them, getting to know them. And I have friends to this moment that are burrowing their way through tunnels in in the Gaza Strip and and sitting in, in Merkava tanks uh, in other places, uh, taking rounds fired at them. Let's go through this piecemeal, but one piece at a time. What do you make of the fact that Joe Biden rearmed the Iranians? He rearmed the Palestinian terrorists. He, um, to this day, right now, he's not stopping the flow of oil money into the Iranian Nazi regime. We're still handing out American tax dollars to the Palestinian terrorists. What do you make of that? Is it that that's worse than Neville Chamberlain? That that is aiding and abetting this enemy, is it not? Aiding and abetting continuation of Obama era politics makes no surprise that Obama hired him as his vice president to go around and be a chief American apologist and reverse course of the strategies and and tactics that had kept Americans in America in relative safety and strength for all this time. He is an American apologist. And let's not forget other people that he has now since hired on since being president, uh, like Robert Malley, who has now has his security clearance revoked as uh, the top State Department official working on matters of Iran uh, and and being looked at for what he may have released to Iran. Uh, one of his uh, undersecretaries in the Department of Defense, uh, having somebody, a Miss uh, Dr. Tabatabai, uh, who is, was has been accused now of working with an Iranian influence campaign where she directly reported to the Iranian foreign minister. I can't substantiate it, but it is a literal accusation that is out there right now. So, yeah, the list goes on. And what do you make of the fact now that we're getting word, Fox has reports from uh, sources uh, in the government, that Biden is pressuring the Israelis to slow down. He's very angry. I mean, it's been a week. He's very angry that they've begun these these small tactical movements, which will eventually be followed by a heavy movement, and these public admonitions constantly that they need to protect the civilians when the when Hamas is killing its own civilians by purposely putting them in front of a potential uh, you know attack when they are. The Egyptians will not open the main passageway to let them out because they want nothing to do with the Palestinians. And not a single Arab country has even asked for a single or invited a single Palestinian to come there. Why is all this fall on Israel's shoulders? It is simply affirmation of what we know and have already seen out of Joe Biden. He does not have what it takes to be commander in chief. He is not a a wartime leader or a peacetime leader or a domestic leader. We all knew this was going to happen, that there would be sympathy for Israel for a day or two because of the 
the beyond gross atrocities that took place. Obviously, there are reports that came out today showing that some of these these Palestinian Hamas, Islamic Jihad, whatever they are, fighters had maps inside of their clothing showing them where the schools were, where the daycares were, things like that. They were targeting children. And, and Joe Biden's policies are something that we all predicted. They would give leeway for retribution for a day or two. But even as Americans are held hostage, possibly being tortured, possibly being killed, some of them having already been killed, he's looking to find a way to, to back off from the opposite of what needs to be done. When I face an aggressor, I make sure that I am more violent than the aggressor coming against me. That's what we do on the battlefield. That's what our forces do across the military. That's what we need to do as Americans. And that is the response to this as Americans have been killed and as Americans are being held hostage. Our fighters, our people should be expected to go get Americans and be more violent than those that came against us. Amen. And... Um what you're talking about are uh, documents that were found on killed terrorists by the Israelis who killed them. Uh, maps that specifically target elementary schools, youth centers, direct the terrorists to kill as many as they can, to capture as many as they can, bring them immediately into Gaza. They have different combat units, combat unit one, combat unit two. When we come back... I have several other questions to ask you about this situation and the Biden administration. We'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Brian Mast, um, the Biden administration, Fox has reported, on absolute authority is pressuring Israel to slow down, keeps going on and on about moral equivalency, that uh, their response needs to be proportional. Let me ask you something, Brian Mass. Can we ever win a war? Can anybody win a war with these kinds of rules and obstacles? I mean, they, they publicly say they stand with Israel, uh, that this is horrific, and then behind the scenes and even more out front, they're now telling Israel, don't win. Don't win. Lose. Washington, D.C. is where service members, unfortunately, end up having to face losing the fight. You and I spoke in length about Afghanistan. Afghanistan wasn't lost by any soldier or airman or, or, or marine or, or, or naval person. It was lost by what the decisions that were made in the White House in Washington, D.C. And now in this same instance of, of an administration, you have them instead of having the back of Israel and saying, listen, we work until the job is done, until the mission is accomplished, and then we come home. When, whether it's 5,000 or 15,000, we don't take our foot off the pedal until that job is done. Hamas, Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah, whoever it is, uh, the, the, the Iranian tentacles that were a part of it, the, the network that allowed the thousands of rockets to get into Gaza, the, the funders that put money into this, the people that provided intelligence for this, you hunt them 
You interrogate them, you find their friends, you kill them, and you repeat. He doesn't have that commitment. And, and so it's, it's not like this is rocket scientists, if you will. And, and look at Qatar. Qatar is the home of the leaders of Hamas. So is Turkey. We don't sanction them. We don't confront them. We actually enlist Qatar to negotiate with Hamas, which they fund to the tune of billions of dollars over the past several years for our hostages. And in Iran, they're heading for a nuclear weapon and we have no plan to stop them whatsoever. This is this is insanity, is it not? In, 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 you, let's start on nuclear weapon right there. Maybe they don't have a nuclear weapon yet developed, but we know have, they have stockpiles of fissile nuclear material. Maybe they can't create a, a fat man or a little boy like what dropped on, on Hiroshima or Nagasaki, but that doesn't mean they can't make the, the land of Israel impassable because of the, the radioactive material that they spread across there and what's known as, as a dirty bomb. That's the same threat that exists there. The, the 7.6 millimeter rounds that they, that they send to the Gaza Strip, that's a threat. The, again, the funding, the fighters, the, the, the rockets that they send over there that are the length of the Suburbans and have warheads on them that weigh 100, 200, 300 pounds. That is all Iranian tentacles, Iranian funding. And a Biden administration that says six billion dollars. OK, let's do that. The, the opposite should be the case of that. We should be taking every dollar of our frozen Iranian anything from 1979 right up until this moment and say that's going to Israel to put into the fight to slap Iran and their tentacles harder than they've ever been slapped in their life. And they'll never receive another dollar of frozen anything. I just and and the idea that they're telling the public one thing that we stand with Israel and they have a right to defend themselves and then behind the scenes they're telling Israel to back off uh, to protect the citizens isn't it true congressman that Hamas has slaughtered Jewish citizens and is seeking the slaughter of Palestinian citizens in Gaza with the help of Egypt by blocking their passway and to help all the rest of the Arab countries who won't take any of them. Why is that Israel's fault? It's not, but we know that they want to create the narrative, right? That Israel is targeting civilians. Now, we know Hamas was targeting civilians. That is clear as day to anybody, whether it's an officer being beheaded with a garden hoe or a child that is beheaded or burned. We know what their commitment was, but they want to pretend to the world what is not true. They want to make the world think that Israel is targeting civilians when it's the exact opposite. They're saying, get out of the city, get out of the building, get out of the town. We are going to take care of this area, this spot, because we know it was used for this operation. Don't be used as a human shield. They're going to be complicit on the other side in making human shields and then blaming Israel for it. That is the game. And Congressman, propaganda is only effective if it's used by the recipient, if it influences the recipient. We have a meeting in America. It's as if they sit around waiting for Hamas to send videos, photos, press statements, that sit there. I even see it on one of my favorite networks here that they say 1,300 Israelis have died so far, 1,600 
Palestinians. Well, 1,600 Palestinians, how many of those were terrorists? So effectively, they're comparing a terrorist with a baby who was beheaded, and they throw these statistics out there because they know the New York Times, which covered up the Holocaust, the Washington Post, which covered up the Holocaust, all these other media outlets that have all these reprobates who are sympathetic to Hamas, they have them on, they have guests on, they have so-called experts on. They know, as in the past, that when they do these things, it will be used in their favor and against the Jews, no? Exactly right. Let's, you know, let's bring in Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper, why don't you show me the video of the Palestinian that was trying to stop the Hamas person from taking a hostage? No, you don't have that video. You have the videos of the little kids that are even participating in and hurting the Israeli children. Show me the video of where there was a Hamas person or or a Palestinian somewhere there, some citizen that was trying to say, hey, this is what I saw. This is where they were practicing. My cousin, my family, my brother, somebody told me they were going to conduct an attack. And I'm going to warn you about it. Show me, show me where that took place. But your tappers of the world and these other people, they're busy as we speak, trying to, to think of the ways that they can make excuse for, for the Palestinians, somehow turn this around on Israel, and then probably ultimately move back to the idea that we should be making another nation out of an entity that just conducted these horrific attacks that will, by anybody on the left or the right, be acknowledged that Hamas will win an elected, a, 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 be an elected government if they are made a nation. Hamas will win an election there. Everybody acknowledges that, left or right. But let's make a country out of them. Well, mentioning that, here's something strange, my last issue that I'd like to raise with you. Tapper and the others are saying there's 2 million Palestinians in Gaza. They're not all terrorists. They don't all believe in Hamas. They really have no choice. Let me ask you a question. Is that how we treated the German people when we were fighting the Third Reich? Well, they're not all Nazis. I mean, you got to fight to win and survive. You can't sit there and figure all that stuff out. The fact of the matter is, if the population isn't going to rise up in some way and destroy that government, then you have to destroy that government. And in World War II, I'm not saying now, but in World War II, populations were in fact targeted. I mean, was Harry Truman a war criminal? Was Franklin Roosevelt a war criminal? Dwight Eisenhower a war criminal? Our whole psyche in this country has changed, has it not? It, it is. And whether it's social media, whether it's something else, the, the in-your-face exposure to this, people are reacting to things differently with, unfortunately, less of a level of commitment and and perhaps often less uh, analytical capability, though they have more information in front of them. Uh, they, they don't have the resolve. They don't see the black and white. Their yes is not yes. Their no is not no. And, and they will not stand behind allies because their stomachs get weak uh, because they – even though they could see the brutality of the other side, they don't see the need for a reckoning, a retribution, and a rescue, and 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 a prevention of this ever happening again. And, and I don't know why. Uh, I thank God that I didn't serve next to people that were like that. I, I can tell you this: people with the commitment to get the job done. I find them to be the very same people who have undermined our military, who've trashed our military, who've brought wokeness to our military. 
because they don't want our military to win either. Congressman, I want to thank you for your past service, your service now, and your clear thinking. God bless you, my friend. God bless, my friend. That's Representative Brian Mast, a real American hero, truly. And he knows of what he says. Take a little trip over to Amazon. The Democrat Party hates America, and you can see it in every corner of our culture and the world. And grab your copy. It's a little over 17 bucks. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Just a reminder, as you know, I do two weekend shows now, both 8 p.m. Eastern Time and uh, on Fox. That would be Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, same format, different substance, different hosts, and different opening statements. We work very hard on this. I don't just do stuff at a superficial level. I want to convey information as much as I can. If you're going to spend an hour of your time on a Saturday evening, an hour of your time on a Sunday evening, I want to make it worthwhile. And so nobody writes anything for me. I write everything myself to the extent I write anything. I literally spend hours doing research on my own for each show which is why my wife, Julie, didn't want me to do two shows over the weekend. Between that, the radio show, Blaze, writing books. Look, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I do. We're running out of time in this country. I see what's going on, and I've got to use every damn platform I can, and I have, and I'm blessed to have, and mostly you. You, the Thomas Paines of the country, who are spreading the word. You, the Paul Revere's of the country, who are raising the alarms. It's you. Well, it's been some week, hasn't it? Really starting with Saturday. It's not over. I'll see you this weekend. Don't forget, we go to America every Friday in honor of you. Here we go.
folks, let's stick together. We need each other. Patriots, God bless each and every one of you. Please grab your copy, The Democrat Party Hates America, now more than ever. Even if you want to give it over the holidays, grab your copy now at Amazon or any major bookstore. Don't forget Life, Liberty, and Events, Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. They're crucially important programs. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, freedom fighters all over the world. And we wish the damn best possible for our brothers and sisters in Israel. Good night to all of our dog family members. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. Good night, Joe. We remain here vigilant, America. Vigilant. I'll see you on Saturday. God bless. God bless.